Boom, boom, how's it going? It is I again, TJ, Taurai Jack, and welcome to another day where we are hanging out with the gurus in terms of town planning. Uh, you know, I never took that test, and I don't think I'll ever take that test. Uh, but there is someone else in our midst who's done that, and uh, it is my pleasure to welcome uh, Dumisani. Dumisani, how's it going? And welcome. Hi, Taurai. I'm good on my side. The week has been fun, it's been good, and hopefully it was the same with you. And uh, we are hoping for a great chat today and also maybe imparting knowledge that uh, will be useful to our viewers out there. Thank you. Yeah, no, the, the, the week has been good until you sent me a text, uh, Dunsani, of, uh, you know, I was checking in with you uh, on uh, how the progress is going on on one of the uh, properties where we're doing a sectionalizing. And you said to me, uh, COVID has sort of like almost taken the entire department out in one of those departments. So I think, uh, firstly, let's just say, guys, you need to keep safe out there. Um, COVID is real, it is here, wear your mask, wash your hands, keep the social, social distancing. Um, it's, it's not just, you know, I, I don't know if you haven't been hit or directly or indirectly, uh, in my own family, I've had a couple of deaths and, and that's not cool if we don't have to, to do that. So it keeps it. But yeah. as we go along with that, uh, Dumisani, today, what are we going to be covering in the area of town planning? You're a town planner, you practice, you've been practicing for the last uh, 10 or 15 years or so, um, and you've been, this is what you do for a living. Yes, um, thank you again. Um, today we'll be covering the processes of different applications. Okay. One of the views okay. that um, it's outdated, it's that uh, people think it's just, uh, you know, filling an application form and submitting it to council, then within two days you come and collect their, their approval, and which it's not, uh, the correct procedure or which it's not what needs to be done. Because I know when you go to different councils, they'll normally give you application forms and the reality is there's more work to, do, to, to be done. So today we'll be covering at least four, if not five of those applications, the critical ones, the ones that are happening on daily, on a daily basis. One of them being a township, the other one being a rezoning, the other one being a subdivision, the other one being a consent use, then the last one we can deal with the removal of restrictive conditions that are found in the title deeds. Awesome stuff. Awesome. So let's cover uh, the whole idea of the township. What is a township? Because I think for a lot of us, when we hear township, we already think of uh, Elokshed, you know? Uh, but I think that term township in the books of a town planner, it, it's something totally different uh, from what we think we know it, uh, it is. What, what, what is a township uh, and what is a township establishment? Okay, a township, and this happens many a times, especially when you have some of the clients in the so-called affluent areas. When you write a stand number and say Brianston Township, they'll say, no, 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 don't put in town township. But the reality is a township. So a township, <laughs> a, a township is a conversion of either a farmland, right. which is a farm portion, or an agricultural holding, which now it's been converted to a established settlement. A settlement can be residential only, or it can be residential with supporting land uses such as 
your shops, your hospitals, creche, clinics, and, and the likes. Therefore, every settlement that is a formal settlement is a township, regardless whether it's in Soweto or it's in Bryanston, it's a township. You see, the only difference that, that, that comes in then, it's when there's a difference, sorry about it. The only difference that comes in, it's the naming of those townships. So um, in Soweto, you will have uh, Zola, extension one, for an example. Bryanston, yeah. you'll have Bryanston extension one, Bryanston extension two, Sundown extension one, and all of that. At the end, it's the name, then there's a township because it needs to be named. So we, we can just say it's well, it's like Dumisan. It's Dumisan with a surname. So the same name, the norm that you must have a surname. You cannot just have a person without a surname. They just call you Taurai, but there's no surname. Or they call you Stephen, there's no surname. So the township, in a way, it just works to say it's a formalized settlement. Then we can get into the process and the, the procedures that are followed for a township. Like I said, it's where you take a piece of a farm portion or an agricultural holding. Then you convert them. Converting meaning you submit a formal township establishment. The process is this. Number one, a township application. So is, sorry, Dumisan, before you go on, talking about uh, the process itself, I think maybe where I want to cover up is that when you get into a piece of land, so does it mean that traditionally all lands would come in as uh, either agriculture or either whole, uh, um, small holding? Um, is there another layer below that uh, that we might actually find, or is that the bottom, the bottom part of starting off zoning, if if we may call it that? All right. So in South, in South Africa, this is how land classification then would go. You would right. have a farm portion. Farm portions are normally big. You know, you can't have an agricultural holding that is 100,000 square meters. You know, right. you can't have right. all a 50 hectares of a agricultural holding. Those would normally be your farms. So the standard is that a agricultural holding, it, it can be at least up to a minimum of 8,565 squares, but also not bigger than five, five hectares, you see? That is a agricultural holding. Then anything higher, it's a farm portion. Right. Then when you move there now, you move to what we call an earth or a stand that now you find in a formalized township. So you only have the, right. the, the yeah, you only have the three, a farm portion, agricultural holding, and a piece of stand or an earth only. So there's nothing lower than that because if it's lower than that, it might become a servitude, it might become a road reserve, you know, those which then you cannot put a settlement there or a house there. Yes. Okay, awesome. So what is then the process of actually moving from either agriculture into a township? Um, and when we're saying township here, uh, we defined what is a township. It's where people can actually live, where you and I can actually live and buy stands and things like that. Um, and what, what is that process? Okay, the process, I'll first say, it's only now that it's getting in more rural areas, but in the past, in the rural areas, you need to just, you used to have homelands and those homelands were not formalized. There was no plan right, for, right. for them, there was nothing. And most of the land was owned by the chiefs, you know, 
an individual could not own land. So those would just be the homelands. So it's only now that planning has evolved that it's also starting to include your rural areas where you have now um, some of the settlements being formalized into townships because most of the townships we used to have them in urban areas where a person can produce a piece of, of a paper that we use as a, to prove that you are the owner, which is a title deed, you see. So the point of departure is that when you, Taurai, approach me and say, I have a farm, I want to convert it into a township. The first question for me is, do you have the ownership of the land? Are you the owner? You say yes, then I say, can I have your title deed? Then you produce a title deed. Then the title deed will give me the description, the size, what conditions are in the title deed, and, and you know, whether it's bonded or not, who previously owned it before you or who, who has it been transferred before you became the owner. So with right. us as town owners, right. what we are concerned about is the property description, the size of the land, and the conditions that are listed after your name and the size of the property. Because sometimes it, it might say the land cannot be subdivided. So if there's such a condition, we do what we call a removal of restriction, which we'll talk about later. Then it might say there's a servitude here of ESCOM or of rainwater, then it will describe where is it, how big is, is it. So by the time you put in your development, you are not going to put it on top of that uh, particular servitude because it might cause danger to, your, to you or the residents that you might be having, habiting now on that piece of land, okay? Right. Then moving from there, then I go and consult with what we call town planning tools. That is your special development framework as we spoke the last time, your town planning scheme and other policies in that area to see, are there services in the, in the area, you know, in the vicinity of that property? Services like sewer, water, uh, electricity, what type of roads are there? Because if you're gonna just take people and dump them in the middle of nowhere, then it's not gonna be a habitable or a sustainable uh, settlement. It's gonna have challenges, which town planning is trying to address those issues so that they don't reoccur again. Therefore, after that, I'll say to you, thumbs up, it falls within a node or it falls within an area where it can be densified. Therefore, we do a township establishment. The township establishment application, it will be the application form filled by your town planner. It will need a power of attorney or a company resolution. The power of attorney, which, you, which I get from my client, which is you at that time, to say you are appointing me to Nisani of Noxa town planners, to submit and run the application of a township establishment from its commencement up until where it will end. The, the company resolution might come if the property is registered uh, as a company. So to, to say whoever that is a director in that company might need to sign us a company resolution. Then so, that, do so, so that follows uh, the same thinking of uh, resolution. All you're saying is the property is not held in a personal capacity in terms of ownership there's a uh, there's an entity so it might be a cc a, a, a private company or a trust so any other entities other than an individual then whoever who is managing um that uh, uh that vehicle uh, now needs to give consent which is the resolution that we're talking about Exactly, Ex okay. exactly. So they are saying we are giving a resolution to say um, director number one or director number two can appoint 
this particular person from this company to act on our behalf in submitting the application. Okay. Right. Yes. Then would normally compile then the documentation. The documentation then would be after this first three would be a motivating memorandum. So a motivating memorandum would motivate the need and the desirability of why do we need that township. It will talk to the policies that uh, the township will be in line with, you know, from the services, from your, your, your infrastructure, then it's gonna talk to um, the health in general, the environment, you know, traffic, how you're gonna address issues of traffic in that, in that township, where is it lo located, you know, uh, and how does it easily connect with other areas of economic importance, economic opportunities, social issues? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Who is doing all of this work? Because I've already gone, like, I'm already dizzy in my mind. I'm like, okay, but I just bought this land and I now need to do all of this. Who is doing this work? You as the town planner or me as the owner of the land? No, myself as a as a town planner. Okay, so okay, do, all right. So I'm yes, hiring you to yes. do this. Okay, good. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. So when you hire me, actually, you actually say I do not want the stress and the pain of of this thing. What I want right. is for you to give me the rights for me to start to develop or to yeah. start looking for funding to develop. I don't want to go into one office and another keep on submitting, asking mm. this and that and that. So that's why you and, appoint and, a town and, and, and I'm not qualified to do that, right? So there are certain things exactly. that I'm not going to see. Uh, you are qualified to do this and um, that, that's what you go and, and see. Now, can an individual just up on the streets, can they go in and do it, this application on their own? They can, right. however, mm. however, the challenge is and like in any other profession, there's like you've just said now, there might be hidden things that you might not know. For an example, when you read a title deed, how sure will you be that this condition is restrictive? And with you just say, no, it's just a condition, then you submit. Down the line, when the application is supposed to be approved, let's say you are fortunate to get all the comments, then it goes for recommendation. Upon it going to recommendation, then the committee looks at it and say, no, 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 wait, there's something not correct here. There's this condition that says this land cannot be subdivided. It will take you back because they'll send the application back and say the application does not comply. And you right. have to first right. go back and address the issues now of the removal of the restrictive condition, which you could have done it simultaneous when you submitted the township establishment to try and kill time and to also try to show them that you, are, you have noticed this condition and you are addressing it, you see. So, then the so other in thing, reality, do understand what you're saying? If you're not a town planner, don't do it yourself. I normally give this simple scenario. If you're not a dentist, would you really, really try and remove one of your aching <laughs> tooth? You know, because you might injure your, yourself or you might even cause more damage. So the best yeah. thing is go to a professional. Yeah. I know oh. somehow back then in the olden days, they used to say you can take a small cotton and all of that, but it, yeah, has, yeah. it has proved that most of the people yeah. ended up in a much pain and a much you know, danger than what they would have thought they could have done. So my, my advice would be, if that is not your field, don't even attempt because then you are gonna not only waste time, but you're also, you might lose millions. You might even end up being sued, you see, at, 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 at times, because depend on the kind of an application that one would be submitting, yes. Right. 
So in the conversation that you and I have, uh, which is client, um, a, a client and a service provider. So when I come in and say, this is what I want to do, and surely we have seen that there's quite a lot of things in the background that you do that, I mean, some of it I wasn't so sure. In simple language, uh, yes. in terms of now just zoning, moving from, uh, I mean, establishing a, a, a township, it, how many touch points do you do with me as the client? So I've now signed a resolution with you and off you've gone. Now it is one rand that I've paid you out of the 10 rands that I need to pay you to start your work. What then happens? Because now there's lots of things that you need to do in the background. What do I need to do now as the owner of the land? I sit here, but what are my next practical steps whilst you are working in the background? All right. Normally, especially with a township, because it's a complex a bit of a longer process, so we'd normally prepare you a milestone register. So a okay. milestone register would tell you after 10 days, we should be here. After 50 days, we should be here. After, what, and what that are, also what assists are those you milestones in... Doing All right. One of the milestones, and one of the points that maybe when we just go a little bit back is that a township then also require certain professionals to come and work with me and assist me. One of them will be a traffic engineer. One of them will be a civil engineer that will do reports on water and sewer, storm water, um, and also electricity. And you'll need an environmental guy to come and do either a basic assessment report on the environment or a full environmental assessment report. Right. You might also who, need a geological engineer. Who, who appoints all of these people? All right. Myself as a town planner, I'll present a team. But okay. remember, it is still a not yeah. It's still not a binding uh, agreement to say you can appoint because some clients they will have their own lenses are there. So as right. a town planner, I am willing to work with whoever that you might have because maybe you have built a certain relationship with them and you believe they can also look more after your your interest also than maybe some of the people I, I can be coming with. So I'll normally present a team and present their fees in terms of this is their professional fees from starting a report up until finishing it and seeing that it's approved. Or the other ways that you can say, I have this profession, I have a geologist, I have a traffic engineer, I would prefer to use mine. I will work with, with them because at the, at the end of the day, all of us are a team that is a, you know, moving towards one aspiration, which is your aspiration of having a township establishment where you can now start with your development and it's your investment. So yeah. these professionals, they will compile reports. They, they normally have what you call initial reports, which are draft reports. From mm -hmm. the draft reports, I look at them and say, okay, how do I put my design subject to their final reports? So the first milestone will be the drafting of those reports, okay? Then they will normally have timeframes. The longest that it can ever take, it's an environmental one because that is from zero day to, to uh, nine months. It's legislated wow. like that. Wow. Yes. 
and that is legislated like, like that because it has to go through public participation. They might need a special study because maybe in your property there's a wetland, and in that wetland there's indigenous species that you know you cannot take it with because maybe uh, they are endangered in, uh, species and all of that. So as an environmental person, they have now to come up with a, a what we call an environmental management plan to say then how do we protect this species? How do we protect that wetland? Also allowing you to develop within that space also, you know, so that they can coexist. So, so, so here, here's my struggle, because uh, I've seen a couple of lands just lying barren idle, and I'm wondering, are people not seeing the opportunities here? And with what you're telling me now, uh, I'm almost going back there to think that it's not everyone who can establish a township. Uh, it sounds costly. Uh, it sounds like it can take a long time. I, I, I don't know, you know, what are the rough costs um, or, or should I say, I think maybe the time frame may be more important because I think the cost is really dependent on the size of the land, you know, and where it is as well. Yeah, but how long does it take then? I mean, because you, you're putting in a lot of people right. here to work that are going to work as a team. Yes, so a township, you are looking at a minimum 12 months to anything minimum of 18, of 24, four months. Minimum. 12 months, yes, from wow. start to finish. So it might take 12 months, depending on the size of it, uh, depending on what studies do we need, depending on the response that also we, we get as and when we move along, because sometimes you'll do a traffic impact study, sub submitted to the nation, to the necessary authority, then they come back and say, no, we are not approving of this because in future there's going to be a road that is going to run here, a big freeway. And maybe we are not even aware. We were not even aware. When we said we couldn't find anything, it's something new that government just uh, gazetted. So we have now to go back and redesign, you mm. know, to say it's going to take two hectares of your land out of the 10. So how do we redesign? So it can take anything between 12 to 18, worst case scenario. 12 months, unless there are objections. And those objectors are just delaying the process by saying one of them has been hospitalized or they are out of the country or, you know, but they are, they are given a certain time to say, if they exceed this particular time, the hearing will go ahead with or without them, yes. Dumisani, I would like us to close it here, but with my understanding now of establishing a township, it's not for me. Uh, <laughs> Many people normally say say that. Yeah. Number one, I don't have yeah. the money that it, yeah. uh, uh, it it takes to just hold that whole process. Uh, the probability of a no it's also very high because you don't know what you don't know on the piece of land. Uh, number three, um, the timelines of it, right? But I don't know. But for me. In today's world, I'm going to stick in buying properties in an established township. So thanks a lot on engaging on us here on around about um, establishing a, a township. And now we know that all suburbs are called townships. So it doesn't matter where you are, you come from yes. the township. Okay. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. All right. Keep going. Thanks. Bye.